Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Stathopoulos, the Statman, on a Sunday night, the 23rd of April, 2017. It is 11 p.m. in the East. We are live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes to so sit back and enjoy as I take it through the world of sports. A good Sunday night out there, everybody. We're usually on Saturday mornings, but we're on with you Sunday night tonight. And it's just as well because uh, the um, the last quarterfinal in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs uh, just ended a few minutes ago, a little while ago. And uh, the uh, congratulations are in order to the Washington Capitals, who defeated a very pesky, young, upstart Toronto Maple Leaf squad in six games. So no sooner did did that happen than at uh, about 10.59, the schedules for the second round uh, have just been released, hot off the presses. So let me be the first to tell you what the schedule uh, will be. Uh, the Rangers and uh, the Rangers are the only uh, local team uh, who have made it this far. They are in the final eight. They got past the Montreal Canadiens in six games. They will take on the Ottawa Senators, and that will start on Thursday night uh, in Ontario, in Ottawa, uh, for the first two games of that series. Of course, you have the great uh, uh, the great storyline of Derek Broussard, the former Ranger, going up against Mika Zibanejad, the former Senator. Uh, they were traded for one another, and now they get to face off in the series uh, against each other, in the playoffs against each other. So Thursday, 7 p.m. is the first one. Uh, that will be on CNBC, uh, CBC up in Canada, and, uh, of course, TVR for um, uh, the French broadcast. Game two will be a Saturday 3 p.m. game in Ottawa on the flagship on NBC. Uh, and then the scene shifts to Madison Square Garden for game three, Tuesday, May 2nd, 7 p.m. start on NBC Sports Network, Thursday at 7.30 on NBC Sports Network as well. Uh, and the other games are to be determined, uh, but looking like Saturday, May 6th, Tuesday, May 9th, Thursday, May 11th. That is the uh, Rangers series against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, two wild cards have made it this far, the Rangers in the east and the Nashville Predators in the west with such an impressive showing against the Chicago Blackhawks. They will play the St. Louis Blues in the central draw. Meanwhile, it is one versus two in the Metro Division with Washington and Pittsburgh, and Anaheim and Edmonton will face off as the one-two matchup in the Pacific Division. Uh, of course, the Rangers are in the Metro Division, but uh, they were the first wild card and the worst first-place finisher. The least of the two was the Atlantic, so the Rangers joined the Atlantic draw. So Ottawa and the Rangers technically for the Atlantic final Washington and Pittsburgh for the Metro Final, St. Louis and Nashville for the Central Final. Even though Nashville's a wild card, they are uh, also in that Central Division anyway. And Anaheim and Edmonton will duke it out for the former Smythe Division uh, in the in the Pacific. Uh, but the first games overall, the Western Conference will start off on Wednesday night, 8 p.m. The Predators at St. Louis to face the Blues, NBC Sports Network, and then at 10:30, Oilers at Ducks, NBC Sports Network. So you have a Central Time Zone and a Pacific Time Zone there. That will work out very well they actually mirror each other for the first three games of the series wednesday friday sunday uh and uh wednesday and friday uh, 8 p.m starts in nashville i'm sorry in st louis and 10:30 starts in anaheim sunday however it's a day game in nashville 
on the flagship on NBC Blues at Predators. Uh, meanwhile, Ducks at Oilers at 7 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. That's Sunday, April 30th. Game four would be Tuesday uh, for the St. Louis Nashville series, Tuesday, May 2nd. Uh, but Wednesday, May 3rd for the Anaheim Edmonton series, and then uh, to be determined the rest of the way. But all games on NBC Sports Network in the Anaheim Edmonton series, uh, all but one on NBC Sports Network for the St. Louis Nashville series. The only difference Sunday, 3 p.m., April 30th, Game 3, Blues of Predators on NBC. That is uh, the first The first two games are on CBC in the St. Louis Nashville series. The rest are on Sportsnet, or Games 3 and 4, I should say. All of Anaheim Edmonton on Sportsnet uh, as they will get the uh, one of the two Canadian teams left. Ottawa will find a home on CBC, but uh, Edmonton will uh, be on Rogers Sportsnet for, um, uh, for the Canadian viewers. Uh, finally, Washington and Pittsburgh, they will also start Thursday, a 7.30 start, so a half hour after Rangers Senators. Uh, that will be on NBC Sports uh, Network. Uh, the Pens in Washington to face the Caps. Saturday at 8 p.m., it's a night game on NBC. Pens and Caps, Crosby against Ovechkin. Uh, and also that will be on Hockey Night in Canada on CBC. Monday, Game 3, May 1st, May Day, 7.30 p.m., Caps at Pens, NBC Sports Network. And uh, Game 4, Wednesday, May 3rd at 7.30, Caps at Pens on NBC Sports Network as well. So you stagger Games 3 and 4, uh, for the both Eastern series, um, with Monday and Wednesday belonging to Washington and Pittsburgh, May 1st and 3rd, Tuesday and Thursday, Ottawa and the Rangers doing theirs on uh, for Game 3 and Game How things are looking right now, Wednesday starts in the Western Conference, the, uh, the Conference Semis, and the Eastern Conference Semis begin on Thursday, and there are eight teams remaining, a couple of teams you expect, a couple of teams you don't expect, and I don't know how your bracket uh, – challenge has gone mine has not gone very well of course most people just about everybody picked chicago um but nashville swept the chicago blackhawks four games to none i picked st louis in seven games well they didn't win in seven but they did win in five over the minnesota wild so i was right on st louis and uh they will get into that second round to face nashville so one and one so far. In the uh, Pacific, that's where I had my most success. I had Anaheim over Calgary in six games. They swept them. Uh, and I had Edmonton over San Jose in six games. I hit that one right on the mark. So I have An- Anaheim and Edmonton in the second round, as uh, it will uh, officially be. I do have Edmonton getting past the Ducks here. That is my uh, pick, so I'll stick with that. I had Chicago going uh, all the way to the Stanley Cup final, so uh, that was a big miss for me. So I did not have St. Louis getting past the second round. In the East, I had the Canadians beating the Rangers in five games. The Rangers beat the Habs in six. I also had Boston getting past Ottawa in five. Ottawa got past Boston in six. So Rangers and Ottawa is the exact opposite of what I expected. I was expecting Canadians and Bruins. The Claude Julien um, uh, uh, battle, of course, the coach of the Canadians, former coach of the Bruins. In the um, Metro draw, I had Washington over Toronto in six games. They hit that right on the mark. And I had Pittsburgh over Columbus in six. They won in five. So I was correct on both Metro picks. So I have Washington and Pittsburgh in that second round. I do have Washington getting past the Pens finally uh, this year. Uh, But I had uh, Boston getting to the conference final. But Washington winning that and beating the Hawks in the final. So really, out of the teams that are left, I only have two teams in the uh, conference final out of the four still alive. 
and that would be Washington in the east, Edmonton in the west. We'll see how that actually shakes out, but I only have 56 points for that first round. I don't know how you did, but let me know uh, on Facebook or on Twitter. You can tweet me at gstatman, that's at G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N, with your uh, bracket challenge, NHL.com bracket challenge score. Also, uh, you can let me know on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman. Like us on Facebook. Join us early and often. We post all of our audio on there as well. Uh, so you can uh, let me know uh, with your bracket score. Okay, it is our This Week in Fantasy Sports segment for Sports with the Statman. We're going to take a look at fantasy baseball. Also, we're going to look at fantasy hockey just for a minute here as uh, we want to take a look at the numbers. Now that they are all in for the quarterfinal round, we can look at who the best players and uh, and, and how how everybody did. Evgeny Malkin was the top scorer in all of fantasy hockey for the quarterfinal round with 11 points, two goals and nine assists in five games. He was a plus seven among the best in plus minus as well. But his 11 points were the best of anyone. Derek Broussard of Ottawa and Phil Kessel of the Penguins with eight points. Kessel had uh, those eight points, two goals and six assists in five games. Broussard was also a 2-6-8, but he did it in six games. Bobby Ryan, TJ Oshie, Sidney Crosby, and Alexander Radulov with uh, seven points. The only one uh, out of this entire group who did not move to the second round was Radulov, who had two goals and five assists in six games. Uh, he had a game winner, and that was in overtime in uh, in game two against the Rangers, uh, but he goes home early. In terms of the top rookie, uh, I know everyone's talking about Austin Matthews. He had a huge goal tonight to get Toronto uh, the first goal in the game, actually breaking the scoreless tie in early in the third period, and Matthews was good, four goals, one assist in six games. Don't get me wrong, but Jake Gunsel in five games, five goals and an assist for the Pittsburgh rookie. Jake Gunsel, uh, the rookie of the round, and uh, that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big bar, especially when you consider Matthews and, um, and some of the other players there on uh, uh, in in, in uh, with rookie status. Um, but in terms of uh, leaders in several categories, in terms of goals, Gunsel's five was the best. Sean Monahan, Brian Rust of Pittsburgh, Austin Matthews, and Bobby Ryan of Ottawa with four goals. Assists: Malkin had nine. Kessel. Derek Broussard, Eric Carlson with six assists. Carlson was the top scoring defenseman with his six assists. Uh, he had no goals, uh, and he led all players in ice time, all skaters, with 30 minutes and 23 seconds per game on average. Uh, that is an amazing number. In terms of shifts per game, he was tied for fourth with Dion Phaneuf with 34.8 shifts per game. Morgan Riley was the top man at 38.8. Jake Gardner, 37.7. And Alex Pietrangelo of St. Louis with 36.8 shifts per game. In terms of time on ice, Carlson, Pietrangelo, 29.51. Ryan Suter of Minnesota, 29.06. Zidane Chara, 28.45. And Gardner at 28.38. The top plus-minus players, Victor Arvidsson of Nashville was a plus-8. Ryan Johansson, his teammate, as well as Philip Forsberg, uh, of Nashville with uh, Kessel and Malkin were plus sevens for the first round. Penalty minutes, Leon Dreisaitl with 15 penalty minutes, the most of anyone. Ryan Hartman, Matt Zuccarello, and Boone Jenner all with 14 minutes in penalties. Sean Monahan, all four of his goals were power play goals. All five of his points were power play points. Um, and um, he led everyone uh, uh, to more than anyone else in terms of power play goals. But with two power play goals, Ryan Getzlaff, 
Phil Kessel, Alex Ovechkin, Bobby Ryan, and Clark MacArthur, who came back after a, uh, a lot of concussion issues over the past couple of years. Uh, two goals, and both of them were on the power play, and the one in overtime won it in Game 6 for Ottawa to get them to move on. Shorthanded goals, there were a few of them, six in all. Michael Backlund, Connor McDavid, Zach Cassian of Edmonton. That was a big one. Uh, he had two game winners in that series against uh, uh, against San Jose, Jesper Fast, Jake Gunsel, and Tim Schaller of the Boston Bruins with uh, shorthanded goals apiece. And there were 18 overtimes in the first round. That is the most overtime games in any one round in NHL playoff history. No one had more than one overtime goal, so you had 18 different goal scorers. Um, so let's uh, let's take a look at the locals. Mika Zibanejad. Uh, had one for the uh, for the Rangers, Sean Corrali for the Boston Bruins. Those are your local uh, players. But uh, Gunsel, we've talked about him quite a bit. Radulov, uh, Tom Wilson with an overtime goal. Justin Williams also for Washington. Marcus Johansson with an overtime goal. That tells you how tough that series was against Toronto. Three of the four games, or three of the six games, went to overtime. All won by uh, by. Actually, no, I, I take that back. There were. There were five overtime games in that series. Five out of the six went to overtime. Washington won three of them. Toronto won two of them. Goals by Tom Wilson, Justin Williams, and Marcus Johansson for Washington. Meanwhile, for Toronto, Tyler Bozak and Kasperi Kapanen won overtime games for Toronto. How about the goaltenders? How did they do? Well, Pekka Rinne was a one-man wrecking crew for Nashville against Chicago with a 0.70 goals against average. So he only allowed um, he only allowed a total of three goals in four games to the Chicago Blackhawks. He started off with two shutouts, uh, with um, uh, shutting out Chicago first two games in Chicago. And when you can we, when you can defeat a top-ranked team, holding them scoreless at home for the first two games of the series. Uh, I don't see any coming back from that. That's almost like a 3-0 lead, I, I would say, because then you have not only do you have uh, home ice, you have uh, a game to spare and a hot goaltender. I don't see that uh, working in in the favorite team's uh, favor. But Rene was fantastic, stopped 123 of 126. Jake Allen, 1.47 goals against. He allowed eight goals in a five-game series. Henrik Lundqvist allowed 11 in a six-game series. He had a 1.70 goals against. Martin Jones of San Jose, he goes home after a goals against average of 1.75. Uh, that's amazing. As he uh, he was two and four uh, with a shutout and a 9.35 save percentage, but not enough. Uh, Carey Price 1.86 goals against and a 9.33 save percentage. He goes home. Uh, so some some tough luck there. And Devin Dubnik a 1.86 goals against as well. He only won one game in five games. He was ousted. Uh, so th- that's. Uh, that's how things went. In terms of the worst goaltender, uh, in terms of the goals against average, Mark Andre Fleury for a winning cause, I should say. Mark Andre Fleury was four and one as Matt Murray's hurt. Fleury at two point five two goals against, but he advances to the next round. I just gave you the names of uh, Martin Jones, Carey Price, Devin Dubnik, uh, and Tuka Rask two two four goals against. They all uh, are done. And Fleury had a worse goals against. Braden Holpe had a worse goals against than any of those goaltenders. Uh, so that's something to think about. In terms of uh, save percentage, Rene's 976 was better than anyone. And in terms of uh, teams, interesting stat here. Face-off wins, okay? Face-off percentage. 
out of the top eight teams out of the 16 that qualified for the playoffs, the top eight in face-off wins, five of them went home. Minnesota, who was number one at 57.4%, they only lasted five games. Toronto at 54%, they're done. At number four, San Jose at 52.8%, they're out. Montreal at number seven at 50.9%, they're done. Boston Bruins at 50.1%, they're out. Uh, so only Anaheim, Nashville, and Pittsburgh are above 50% in face-offs and um, advanced. Usually face-offs rule the day because that's puck possession, uh, but that's not how it happened in the first round. Uh, just some interesting uh, uh, items there. Pittsburgh had the most goals scored with 21, Chicago with the fewest with three, which means Nashville had the fewest goals allowed with three, and Columbus allowed the most goals with 21 after Sergei Bobrovsky gave a Vezina-type performance all season. Uh, he did not have a good playoff at all. Okay, that is our uh, breakdown of the quarterfinal round for uh, the NHL uh, playoffs by the numbers, the Stanley Cup playoffs by the numbers. And now at 16 minutes past the hour, we're going to get into our fantasy baseball coverage. We're going to take a look back at week three. Now, because the show is usually on Saturdays, we're going to look at the Saturday to Friday numbers, even though we do have last night's numbers in there. So if we give you full season stats uh, and and uh, – in terms of the uh, uh, our fantasy focus, stock up, stock down this week, we're going to give you the numbers up to the minute uh, or up to up through Saturday's games. Uh, but in terms of our weekly best, we are going to award them from Saturday the 15th through Friday the 21st of April. So that is the disclaimer going into it. In terms of the hottest hitters in fantasy baseball, Bryce Harper is at the top of the list with 53 fantasy points. He batted over 500 for the week, 12 for 23. And he had nine extra base hits, so his slugging percentage was off the charts at 13.48. He had an offense percentage of 5.93, which gives you a, uh, an OPS of 19.41. Um, not such a great year, but still an excellent OPS. 12 for 23 for Harper, five homers and four doubles, 12 runs batted in, only struck out once, walked four times, nine runs scored. What a week for Bryce Harper. He's batting over 400, and uh, he is back to his MVP form after uh, getting off track last year. Here's a guy who went and played in Korea for a few years, came back, and a new man, Eric Dames of the Milwaukee Brewers, 393 over the past week, five home runs, and six runs batted in. He was 11 for 28, 13 runs scored. That led everybody by four over over Harper and Kevin Kiermeyer, who were second in runs scored. That's a good number for rotisserie uh, uh, fans out there. But Harper and Thames had five home runs. The 12 RBIs for Harper was the best around. Jose Ramirez was second with 10. But getting back to Thames, uh, he is batting 373 with eight home runs and 14 runs batted in for the year. That's through Saturday. Uh, he has... Uh, uh, cooled off just a bit over uh, over his last six uh, in his last two games. However, uh, Thames is really uh, playing some fantastic baseball. You know, we mentioned Jose Ramirez. He is fourth, actually, on this list. Freddie Freeman's third, uh, 455 batting average, 38 fantasy points, um, slugged over 1,000, 1091 to be exact, but 10 for 22, four homers, six RBIs. Jose Ramirez, as I mentioned, 409 average, three homers, 10 RBIs. And I mentioned... Um, the the, uh, uh, the triumvirate of Harper and Freeman and um, Ramirez for a reason because they are our lines of the week, our individual lines of the week, the best 
players' single-game performances. And on the 17th, Freddie Freeman was 4-for-4 four four with two doubles and two home runs, three RBIs, and he had 17 fantasy points. That was outdone by both Harper and Ramirez, who put up 20-point days. Harper was 4-for-4 four four with uh, a single double and two homers. Uh, also drove in five runs, and Ramirez was 4-for-4 four four with uh, two singles and two home runs, six RBIs. So Ramirez had the most ribbies, Freeman had the most total bases, and uh, uh, Harper uh, also was uh, fantastic with his 4-for-4. Four four. Harper and Ramirez scored three runs, Freeman scored two, and those are the lines of the week among hitters. Uh, Harper and Ramirez with 20 points, Freeman at 17. For the week, Harper at 53, Thames 47, Freeman 38, Ramirez 33, and Mookie Betts rounding out the top five with a, uh, a week in which he hit 345, a homer, seven RBIs, three steals, and three attempts. And for a guy who hadn't struck out in 129 plate appearances, he did strike out three times, but those were very recent as he uh, just snapped that, uh, uh, that strikeout streak uh, a, few, a couple of days ago. Uh, in terms of pitchers, let's take a look at the top pitchers in fantasy baseball for the past week. Chris Sale, with his two starts, he had a win and a no decision, but 25 strikeouts uh, in 15 innings against four walks, had only seven hits, allowed one earned run, so a .60 ERA, a .73 whip, and Chris Sale is off and running in his first season in Boston, 67 points for the past week. Irvin Santana of Minnesota continues his torrid start with a win and a no decision. 13 strikeouts in 15 innings, a .60 ERA, a .60 whip, as he only allowed five hits in those 15 innings and walked four. He had 63 fantasy points. Dylan Bundy of the Baltimore Orioles won both of his starts and uh, did not allow an earned run in 13 innings, allowed 11 hits, two walks, nine strikeouts, and he had 51 fantasy points. Craig Kimbrell, the top reliever, and he had 50 fantasy points. He had a win and three saves in four chances, 12 strikeouts, against no walks in five innings, allowed uh, one earned run and one hit, and he had 50 fantasy points. Corey Kluber uh, rounding out the top five overall, the Cleveland Indians, 2-0 in 15 in the third innings, a 3.52 ERA, but a whip of under one at .98. He struck out 17 in 15 in the third innings, so Kluber at 49 fantasy points. He had a, he had a, a solid uh, uh, effort uh, on his own with, uh, with a three-hit shutout, uh, in Chicago against the White Sox. That is one of our lines of the week. Uh, Kluber with 45-point night. He had four points in his other start, uh, so it was not a quality start. This one was a complete game victory. Uh, he did win that non-quality start, by the way, but Kluber had 49 fantasy points. Our lines of the week for pitchers. Uh, I mentioned Kluber. I also mentioned Santana. Santana uh, Irvin Santana, that is, threw a one-hit shutout, walked one, so he only allowed two base runners, struck out eight. His opposing batting average was 036, and he had 47 fantasy points. Kluber second with 45 fantasy points. And Tyler Chatwood of the Colorado Rockies, uh, he dealt a two-hit shutout, one walk and four strikeouts. He had 49 or 42 fantasy points. So Santana's 47. Uh, against the White Sox, Kluber, Kluber's 45, also against the White Sox, and Chatwood had a 42-point night against the Giants. Uh, Santana was home, Kluber, Kluber and Chatwood were on the road. Um, so so that is uh, those were the best lines of the week. Uh, our best single start uh, pitcher for the week was Jason Vargas 
of the uh, Kansas City Royals. He had a 34-point week. He won his start, no runs, four hits, no walks, nine Ks, and seven innings. Uh, of course, there were better single starts, but the only pitcher who had, or the the best pitcher who had only one start for the week was Vargas at 34 fantasy points. Top uh, reliever was Kimbrel, and top local was Chris Sale, the number one pitcher overall. Top local, by the way, among hitters was Mookie Betts, who came at number five for the week at 32 fantasy points. So that is how things look at the. Um, uh, on the overall weekly best, as well as our lines of the week. We have 24 minutes past the hour. Still have a ton to get to in Fantasy Focus this week. Stock up, stock down. We have injuries. We have hot pickups. And uh, uh, also uh, plenty of information around the um, uh, schedule stars and two-star pitchers. So uh, if you're looking to make up your lineup for week four, you have come to the right place. We're usually on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern time, and you can listen to us live on Blog Talk Radio. You just go to blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman. That's the place to go uh, to, uh, to listen live. You can also listen to past episodes, and you can download the entire 45-minute podcast that is the 30-minute live feed you're listening to right now, as well as your 15-minute uh, podcast-only version, which we begin at the bottom of the hour. Uh, also, you can uh, uh, you can listen to us on the, the entire podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, the Smart Radio app. You can go to iTunes and subscribe. Just type in Sports with the Statman in the search. Also, uh, Stitcher, you can go to stitcher.com to find out more about it. You can download the free app from the Apple App Store or from Google Play. You can download the uh, episode over Wi-Fi, take it on the go with you, add us to your playlist, give us a thumbs up there on Stitcher, the Smart Radio app. Uh, also, we're on uh, Facebook, as I mentioned, facebook.com slash sports with the Statman. We post past audio there as well. And if you want to write on the wall, say hi. If there's something uh, you agree with, you disagree with, you have a fantasy question, a pro opinion, you want to get off your chest, you can uh, let me know there. Or on Twitter, at GStatman. That's at G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. So a lot of great stuff there for you. And we're glad you can join us on a um, uh, on a, a fantastic Sunday night, a nice spring day uh, in the New York metro area. Hopefully you were out and uh, and enjoyed it uh, as well. So, okay, let's, uh, let's jump right back in here and look at our stock up, stock down. We're looking position by position. We're looking at numbers over the last three weeks. And obviously we, we, we're going to point out the leaders, but we're also going to point out guys that might not be rostered uh, and might be worth your time to look into or vice versa. Players who are on a roster, maybe they're on yours, and maybe you should think about getting rid of them. Uh, so let's start with catchers. The top catcher, J.T. Realmuto, over the last uh, three weeks. And, of course, th- th- these uh, these numbers are pretty much for the uh, year to date at this point. But usually around this time of the month, we just look back uh, for the first uh, three weeks of the month. Uh, Realmuto with 40 fantasy points. Uh, he is the top guy. Brian McCann is second. Travis Darno is actually third, even though he's only batting 250. He has two homers and nine RBIs. All three guys in that list have two home runs, Real Muto, McCann, and Arno. Darno, excuse me. But Jet Bandy tied for fourth with Salvador Perez. Who is Jet Bandy? Well, he's the guy in Milwaukee who has the everyday role for the most part as he has taken over, not every day, but Two, two games out of every three. Who's was taken over for uh, Jonathan Lucroy. He was traded during the season last year to Texas. Well, Jet Bandy, formerly in the Angels uh, organization, batting 308 to get started, four home runs, and six RBIs, and only 39 at-bats. If he keeps hitting like that, he will get a lot, of, uh, a lot more opportunities 
in Milwaukee, and definitely somebody to think about. Uh, also, Austin Hedges is only batting 179, but he has five home runs and 11 runs batted in. The problem is he struck out 17 times already. His five home runs tied with Perez for the most among catchers. His RBIs with 11, one more than Wilson Contreras uh, for top for the top spot among catchers. So, uh, Austin Hedges is a guy to keep your uh, keep your eye on. Also, Matt Wieters is off to a good start in Washington. 275 batting average. He's slugging 431 with a homer and six runs batted in. He also has five doubles, and those five doubles are uh, among the leaders among catchers. Uh, Nick Hundley, Manny uh, Pena of Milwaukee with six. Wieters and Francisco Cervelli of Pittsburgh uh, with, uh, with five doubles. So that is the who's hot. In terms of who's not, well, uh, let's uh, let's take a look at uh, guys at the bottom there. We mentioned Lucroy. Well, he's only batting 184 with a homer and four RBIs and 49 at bats. Sandy Leone batting 204, not off to a good start for the Red Sox. Uh, homer and six RBIs. Even though I, I uh, earmarked him as a guy who uh, you may want to look out for. Cameron Rupp of the Phillies batting 186 with a homer and three driven in. Russell Martin batting 159. Um, that is also a, a really bad start for um, for uh, Martin and for the catching position. Among first basemen, Eric Thames, uh, you know his his primary uh, position is the outfield, but he also qualifies at first. He has 82 fantasy points. We mentioned his numbers earlier. Tremendous. He's slugging 881. Freddie Freeman at 76 points. He's second. Joey Votto at 63 points. He's third. Jay Bruce qualifies for first because he played a couple games there. He's at 60 points, tied with Chase Headley, who's the third baseman and first baseman for the Yankees, and he's on a tear. He's our flavor of the week. Paul Goldschmidt tied with Bruce and Headley with with uh, 60 points there. So some good guys. You don't expect to see Headley this this high on the list. Travis Shaw from Milwaukee is off to a solid start. By the way, the live feed just about to cut out, but listen to the entire podcast for the rest of uh, this breakdown of Stock Up, Stock Down, as well as injuries, hot pickups, and uh, week four schedule information to start pitchers as well. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to us live. Now onto the podcast-only version, looking at Stock Up, Stock Down among uh, players around the diamond. We're at first base. Travis Shaw, as I mentioned, off to a great start, slugging 806, or, I'm sorry, 606 with a 254 batting average, so he has an isolated power of 352, which is a great number. Five home runs, 17 RBIs. Among all first basemen in baseball, he has the most RBIs at 17, even though he's primarily a third baseman. But home runs, Thames has eight, Freeman has seven, Jay Bruce, Joey Votto with six apiece. Um, other players you don't expect to see on this list, Mark Reynolds off to a hot start, 339 batting average, five homers, 16 runs batted in. His OPS is at 10.61. A great start for him. Uh, also, David Fries is off to a hot start. He's mainly playing third base, but he also qualifies at first. 3.33 average, three homers, eight RBIs, 17 for his first 51. Logan Morrison with four homers and 12 RBIs off to a nice start uh, as well. Uh, Yonder Alonso, 295 average, three homers, 10 RBIs. Another guy you may want to take a closer look at. But who is struggling out of the uh, out of the players at first base? Well, Chris Davis. Well, no, Chris Davis is doing okay, but he's three homers and four RBIs with 23 strikeouts and 61 at bats. That's what's not going so well. But he is hitting 262, so that's not bad. Adrian Gonzalez is slugging 298. That's a bit of a worry. Uh, Matt Carpenter only hitting 250 
with two homers and five RBIs and 52 at-bats. Albert Pujols batting 208. Uh, that will not get it done. Kyle Schwarber, uh, 234 average, but he does have a 380 on-base percentage and a 438 slugging percentage, uh, so you can, you can overlook a lot of that. Mike Napoli hitting 162. Josh Bell, the rookie, is only at 220. Tommy Joseph has uh, hit over the last couple of days to get his average up to 200. Hanley Ramirez, 210. Um, and slugging 263. Eric Hosmer is only at 185. Javier Baez at 213. Jose Abreu, the White Sox, 183, and he's slugging 233. Uh, these are not good numbers. CJ Crone's only batting 220. And uh, not only that, but Crone is slugging 240. That's terrible. Those are the stock downs. Second base, Jose Ramirez qualifies at second, uh, playing for the injured Jason Kipnis. And he has 64 fantasy points, so he has the most among qualified second basemen. Anthony Rizzo actually has a, uh, uh, has a game at second base as well. He's at 58 fantasy points. Starlin Castro at 54. But Cesar Hernandez is at 52. He's tied with Brandon Phillips for fourth among second basemen. Batting 329 in the early going for the Phillies. Three homers and eight RBIs. Three out of four in stolen bases. Four doubles, a triple. 17 runs scored which is the most among uh, second basemen by a, a long shot, by six over D. Gordon and Ian Kinsler. Uh, but Hernandez is having a great start to the season, definitely stock up for him. Daniel Murphy doing his regular thing, 329, slugging 514. That is before the grand slam he hit tonight against the Mets. Jose Altuve, um, Joe Panic, 333 average, 491 slugging percentage, good numbers uh, for him. Chris Owings, shortstop and second base. Uh, playing more second base now with Gene Segura at short. 312 batting average uh, with a homer and nine RBIs, four steals and four attempts, slugging 422. Uh, and uh, Jed Jerko, 309 batting average, slugging 643 with three home runs and only 42 at bats. Uh, how about some guys that are struggling? Rugned Odor batting only 197, three homers and eight runs batted in. Uh, also, Pablo Sandoval, he has a game at second base, apparently, and only batting 220. Brad Miller batting 227 with a homer and eight RBIs. Neil Walker only at 200 with a homer and six RBIs. Jonathan VR, 179 batting average, 31 strikeouts against only five walks. He can steal as many bases as you want, but as they say, you can't steal first, and his on-base percentage is 229. Ryan Schimpf is 6 for 55. That's a 109 batting average. Even Ben Zobrist is only batting 188. Uh, that, is, uh, that is not good either. So that is a stock down for second base. Third base, stock up. Eugenio Suarez of Cincinnati batting 367, slugging 733, has five homers, 12 RBIs, and he has 68 fantasy points. He's tied with the great Nolan Arenado of uh, Colorado with six homers and 12 RBIs, batting 328, slugging 687. You expect, these, uh, you expect Arenado at the top, not Suarez, not Jose Ramirez, not Chase Headley or Travis Shaw, uh, but those are the top Five guys who qualify at third base. Guys also uh, who you wouldn't expect. How about David Freeze? Uh, we mentioned him before. Joey Gallo is only batting 207, but he's slugging 552. That's a 345 uh, ISO number. Five homers and 13 RBIs, but he has 25 strikeouts in 58 at bats. Not good. Uh, I predicted a demise for Eduardo Nunez, and he's in—he's basically at the bottom of the uh, starting 
third baseman in fa- on fantasy teams. Uh, right now, he ranks 12th at a 297 batting average. He had 42 fantasy points so far uh, with uh, six deals and six attempts. That's what really helps him out. Uh, in terms of the stock down, uh, Michael Franco, 182 batting average, um, not getting it done. If he faces the Mets, he kills him. Three homers and 16 RBIs, though, for the season. Uh, so he is at least giving you some value. But the 182 number really um, does not help. Manny Machado only batting 203. He is slugging 390, though, three homers and nine RBIs. Um, let's see. How about uh, – let's look a little deeper here. Um uh, let's see, Adonis Garcia only batting 197. That's not helping. Uh, Anthony Rendon at 230 with uh, no homers and four RBIs, only slugging 262. Um, Hernan Perez at 179 uh, with uh, uh, with uh, 256 on base percentage. Jerickson Profar in 32 at-bats, batting 125. Todd Frazier, how about Todd Frazier? 091 batting average. He has 10 points so far this year with a solo home run to his credit and 33 at bats. He's on base is 189. His slugging is 212. That is not uh, not getting it done. Shortstop. Francisco Lindor, the top shortstop at 57 fantasy points. Zach Cozart, Addison Russell, Corey Seager all tied for second, 10 points back. Elvis Andrews rounding out the top five. But how about some guys that you didn't expect? Jose Peraza, if he qualifies at short in your league, 229 batting average, uh, 16 for 70, 10 runs scored, uh, but six steals and six attempts. In a rotisserie league, Peraza is uh, pretty valuable so far. How about Jorge Polanco, 271 batting average with a homer and 10 RBIs for Minnesota. Andrelton Simmons is batting 288, slugging 439 with three homers and seven RBIs. Uh, Ronald Torres of the Yankees, 296 and 54 bats a homer and 13 runs batted in, slugging 444. Good numbers there. Um, let's uh, let's see. Uh, how about uh, Adam Frazier of Pittsburgh, 49 at bats, batting 306, slugging 449, and he qualifies at shortstop. Uh, how about guys that are struggling? Um, we mentioned VR. Marcus Semien's on the DL, but before he went on the DL. Uh, 171 batting average, slugging 229. Carlos Correa is batting only 196 uh, with a homer and three runs batted in. Orlando Arcia of Milwaukee, 220 batting average, 246 on base. Uh, that is uh, not helpful. And Tim Anderson of the White Sox, 159 batting average, 10 for 63, a single walk and 15 strikeouts. He's slugging 222. And Jose Reyes, 6 for 63, an 095 batting average. He's slugging 127. Jose Reyes is uh, um, getting benched on a regular basis. And how about Dansby Swanson, 132 batting average, 9 for 68. There's a lot of shortstops that are having a lot of trouble. In the outfield, Bryce Harper, Eric Thames, Mike Trout, Mitch Hanniger, the Seattle Mariners. Let's talk about him. 297 batting average. His slugging is 568. Four homers and 16 runs batted in. Great numbers for Mitch Hanniger uh, of the Mariners. Uh, also, uh, Nomar Mazzara batting 260, but he's slugging 466. Four homers and 17 RBI. Steven Souza, here's a good guy. 352 batting average. Talk about a post-hype prospect. 352 batting average, 592 slugging. So his ISO is a 240. Three homers and 15 runs batted in. Also has six doubles and a triple. Uh, so that is uh, that is really good to see. 
Uh, Chris Davis followed up his 40-plus home run campaign in Oakland with a great start, seven homers, 12 RBIs, slugging 651 and batting 286. Good start for him. Uh, also, Giancarlo Stanton, 277, slugging 615 with seven homers and 14 RBIs. Marcelo Zuna, 309 average, six homers and 20 RBIs. And how about Aaron Judge, who's come on lately, 281, slugging 667 with six homers and 13 RBIs. Those are the guys towards the top of the list, but how about the guys that are towards the bottom of the list? Matt, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Jock Peterson batting only 213, and he's a little banged up right now uh, with a hamstring injury. Uh, also, Starling Marte, not only a 240, 241 batting average, uh, which is terrible, uh, but he just got busted for PEDs. He's out for 80 games. Um, that uh, That's not good. Dexter Fowler, 179 batting average, 243 on base. Cole Calhoun, 224 batting average. Randall Gritchick, 226, but he is slugging at 403. That is uh, not not that bad. Um, looking at uh, some other guys that uh, uh, that are that have been very disappointing. Cameron Maben at 192. How about Carlos Gonzalez? 188 batting average, a homer, three RBIs. That's it. Uh, he's on base. Uh, percentage is 232. His slugging is 297. Curtis Granderson is at 159. Alex Gordon batting 176, and uh, uh, that that is uh, that is pretty bad among among outfielders. Starting pitchers right now: Chris Sale, Irvin Santana, Dallas Keuchel, all at 100 fantasy points uh, for the last three weeks. Clayton Kershaw, Jason Vargas. So Vargas, you don't expect to see on this list. He's three and zero, 0.43 ERA in twenty and two thirds innings, 0.77 WHIP. How about Chase Anderson of the Milwaukee Brewers? He's two and zero in four starts, three of them quality, one one two ERA, one point oh four WHIP. He has seventy eight fantasy points. Antonio Senzatella, we talked about him quite a bit over the last over the first couple of weeks. Mike Leak, who's two and one with a 0.84 ERA. Andrew Triggs had not allowed an earned run, but he got tattooed today. 3-0 for him, though, coming into today at 68 fantasy points. Great numbers all the way around. Wade Miley of Baltimore, uh, a 1-0 record in three starts, a 1.90 ERA. Uh, and, and the list goes on and on in terms of guys that are uh, that have pitched well. Uh, Jared Eikhoff has pitched to a 2.55 earned run average. Uh, Ian Kennedy in four starts, a 2.08 ERA, but an 0-2 hard luck record. That's why he's not among the, the uh, league leaders in terms of fantasy points. Uh, let's take a look at guys that uh, um, that you would expect more out of. How about um, uh, Kevin Gaussman, minus 11 points, a 7.23 ERA. Tyler Glasnow of Pittsburgh has had a rough start, 7.94 ERA. Stephen Wright of the, of the Red Sox, 1-2 with an 8.66 earned run average. And Josh Tomlin of Cleveland, 12 and a third innings. His ERA is at 11.68. And among relievers, uh, let's take a look here. As uh, Greg Holland is the top reliever, he didn't expect that because he, he was coming back from Tommy John surgery. He's 9 of 9 and saves in 9 innings, 95 fantasy points. Craig Kimbrell, Brad Brock of the Baltimore Orioles with uh, 3 saves in 9 innings, but he's allowed 1 hit. That's it. He's the best non-closer uh, if you can call him a non-closer. Now he's closing because uh, uh, Zach Britton is out. But Brock Three saves, 79 fantasy points. Wade Davis of the Cubs, two wins and four saves. Um, Chris Devensky 
He's probably the best non-closer, I would say, at this point. Davinsky in 13 in the third innings, a 1-3-5 ERA and a .60 uh, whip, and 25 strikeouts for the Houston Astros, has a win and a save. Uh, Resiel Iglesias uh, it has had a great start for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're looking for uh, cheap relief help, uh, Davinsky might be a good guy. Jacob Barnes in Milwaukee with a save in 10 of the third innings, 60 fantasy points. Uh, Mike Dunn of Colorado is off to a great start as well. Uh, but uh, guys that uh, are at the bottom of that list, uh, let's take a look and, and, and see who is there. Sam Dyson, I mean, he's the worst uh, there there has been. Minus 61 fantasy points, and he's only pitched in four and a third innings. You want to talk about putting gasoline on a fire. Uh, he's been uh, He's been brutal. Uh, for the uh, uh, for the Texas Rangers, and obviously he's on the DL now, but he was removed from his closer position before he uh, uh, he uh, was uh, um, before he got hurt. Anyway, um, so th- those are those are some of the uh, uh, relief pitchers. All right, we uh, we have to jump out now because we are just about done um, in terms of uh, injuries and hot pickups. We the Stock up, stock down gives you a pretty good idea as players that uh, might not be picked up in your league. Uh, you might want to grab those guys while you still can. Uh, so uh, we're not going to go through that. But two start pitchers, a couple of uh, good starters I'm, I'm going to tell you to sit. Uh, Robert Gesellman is starting, well, actually he's starting at under 50. Uh, so we'll let that go. Um, but uh, guys that I, I would uh, uh, I would call. 